Just a few Sundays ago, we celebrated Pentecost, that wonderful celebration of the birth of the church, of the Spirit of God coming down and blessing us. And then shortly after that, we moved right into Trinity, which was also Mike's last Sunday. So Trinity Sunday was a Sunday filled with emotion for all of us in that time. Knowing that he would not be here these last two Sundays, he invited me to preach on this Sunday, and he invited um, Angela, your former uh, associate pastor, who's now at Huffman, to preach on last Sunday. So I picked my scripture and thought about the topic I wanted to preach on and felt really good about it. it was the right thing and the right word for the right time of life where we are right now, for what's happening in the world, all the craziness of it. And I knew that Angela was preaching on from Peter. So I sat at the back of the, of the um, sanctuary and I heard her read her passage from Peter and I heard her begin to speak and she began to say something like, I think this is the right text and the right time for such a time as this, when things are in turmoil and things are turned upside down. And I started thinking and thinking, uh-oh. <laughs> no, it was okay. She read First Peter, uh, the Peter passage, and it was very good. And she preached a beautiful sermon. If you were not here, you should go back and follow it um, online because she took us historically through all the many different centuries and times for what she called the peculiar community, a phrase out of the scripture reading. And it was, re it was a story of how throughout history, Christians have taken a stand and have tried to say, not this, not that, but this. And again, I thought it was just wonderful and beautiful. And then toward the end of the service, she started to quote and read another passage of scripture. And I said, oh my. That's my passage, I'm gonna do. <laughs> so I had this moment of panic, like, should I change it? Should I go with something else? And I had, sharing that moment with some folks, I had a few people say, no, it's never too much to preach about love too many times. So I stuck with it. I stayed where I thought the voice needed to be today. And so now, how many of you were in church last Sunday? I shouldn't ask that, but that's okay. <laughs> it's a great service, a great sermon. And the passage is one of my favorites. And so I'd like for us to share it now. It's from 1 John 4, 7 through 10. And you have it in your um, order of service. Because I think the, the taste of words is really important. I'm going to invite us to read it together so that you can feel what it means to say these words for all of us. So let us read together the passage, 1 John 4, 7 through 10. You're not forced to, but if you would like to hear your voice reading this passage along with the community, let us share it together as we read. Beloved. Let us love one another, because love is from God. Everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love 
does not know God, for God is love. God's love was revealed among us in this way. God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins. This is the word of God for the people of God. Everybody leads reading at a different rate, pace, <laughs> and I linger. <laughs> so let's together just say the first phrase so that we really can get it from mouth and head into our hearts. Just that beautiful phrase. Beloved, let us love one another Be <laughs> because love is from God. Let's try it again. Beloved, let us love one another because love is from God, because love is from God, because love is from God. Each time we read it, we bring different meaning into it. And so I'm hoping that we can live with this phrase all throughout the week. So now that some of us have heard it for two Sundays, and some of us are just tasting it for the first time, I invite you to linger with it. At the end of Angela's sermon, after she read the first John passage, she gave us an assignment, some homework. So now since I'm a former teacher, I can ask, how many of you remembered to do your homework this week? How many of you remembered to do your homework this week? I'll tell you what, yes, some of you did. Um, I'll tell you what it was. It was a two-by-four assignment. You were to spend two hours with God in this week, and one of them was worship itself. So you only had to do one. And it could have been one long meditation, or it could have been 10 minutes a day for many days. But to spend that time in meditation, whatever your meditation prayer pattern is, and the four was to do, anybody willing to say it? Four acts of kindness, four intentional caring things. You can use different language, but four of those throughout the week. You have six days to do that too. You could do four different things. You could be kind to yourself. You'd be kind to others. So now, how many of you did your homework? A few. I'm going to give you a chance this week to do it again, to have one more, one more opportunity to practice that word of love to others and to self. <clears throat> so it is a chaotic, chaotic time these days. There is so much going on. Some of it is good. Some of it is very difficult, very challenging. Some of it, we agree with these people on this or those people on that. The passage we heard today reminds us that no matter 
what is going on around us and within us. Beloved, we are to live in love, for God is love. And all that God does is done in love. That was a hard time in the Christian, early Christian church time. They disagreed. They had problems. They broke apart for certain reasons. And this epistle to John, from John to this little church that he, community, he would have been working with and writing to were no different than any other time. They were probably bickering about things that might or might not have been important. And the beloved disciple John is reminding us we are to love because love is of God. Love is God. That is so easy for Christians throughout every century to remember. Every century to focus on because we don't believe it. We speak it and we say it, but it's really hard to believe and remember that God calls us to love in whatever the situation is, whatever the challenge is, the conflict is. It's very hard to learn then how to communicate with each other when we disagree with each other or when we take different sides to something. To learn to listen with love, to want to learn to breathe in love, the Ruah coming in and going out, that we might then sigh of love. And the passage that says in our prayer time, the, sense, the Spirit intercedes with, for us with sighs too deep for words. Sighs too deep for words. And we are to be aware of all voices and of all things that are being felt by others. So that simple little four-piece thing I offer to you, because I know I can get in the midst of a talk, a conversation, an argument, and I can get myself going, and I can go to town on it. And I'm saying, did I win? Did I lose? What I Listen. Listen to what heart is saying in yourself. Listen to what others are saying and try to understand and hear. Sigh. Take a deep Ruah breath and let it out. And then be aware that we be aware together as community community in this one place, community in other Methodist churches. We just finished with annual conference this weekend. Um, Ross was there and our other, Debbie, I've forgotten who all was there, Ann Baird maybe, representing us. We're in states and countries that disagree, that express things differently. God is of love. God is love. For many children, that's one of the first things that they learn, first verses that they learn. First of all, I like it because that phrase is only three words, and I can remember three words, more than five or seven words. 
But if we learn that as a child, we can hold on to that and take it with us throughout life when we are struggling, when we are making decisions, when we are trying to figure out what the best options and opportunities are. Now, we won't all ever agree, but we can respect and love as we are called to love as the people of God. Hebrew passages, scripture passages. I'll, I'll share with you now a Micah passage. <clears throat> what God requires from Micah, it's another one of my favorite passages. Six, six through eight. The question is, with what shall I come before the Lord and bow myself before God on high? Shall I come before him with burnt offerings, with calves a year old? Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams, with ten thousands of rivers of oil? Shall I give my firstborn for my transgression, the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? And the answer comes. He has told you, O mortal, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you, of me, but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with our God? Hebrew scripture saying, gospel sayings, epistle writings, a reminder, God is love, for God so loved the world that God gave. So may we give also of ourselves in love. In every generation, we need to be reminded that. Probably every week, we need to be reminded of that also. Well, I'll give thanks for the words of music today. Many of you know I think in music. And I love the, pass the uh, hymns and anthem that Art has chosen and choir has, is going to do for us today. Because we need to be reminded to sing of love. We need to be reminded to hear love's song. So the first hymn that we sang today, Love Divine, All Love's Excelling, we're Wesleyan Methodists, most of us, many of us. We have to sing. We have to do that. I've told you before that my little, chap my little chapels in England um, sang four-part harmony, even if there were 15 people there. They knew how to sing it all. Love divine, all love's excelling, Wesley writes for us. And then that beautiful spirit song, again, I'm inviting you to think past Pentecost, that it's the spirit of love that is to uphold us. So we sang, oh, let the Son of God enfold you with his spirit and his love. And we've still got another hymn to sing, and it's got lots of verses, but it's a wonderful text. So as we sing that text, we'll think about it. And if you only sing in heart, you can sing and think at the same time on it. And then the anthem is a powerful, powerful hymn anthem that the art is uh, leading the choir in. So this time, I'm going to invite you to keep your worship order, not just for the prayer list, but to look at the music that we shared together today and to remember and to use those hymn texts as meditation for all of us to do our 
remembering and reflecting as we're trying to, again, do two by four uh, gifts of love this week. I want to, with that in mind, I want to share with you just a little bit about my place here and, and the work that I will be doing alongside you in ministry. This just wonderful ministry in this place in all sorts of ways. One of them is beautiful TLC. And this is such a nice thought. Tender, loving, care. We all need that. We all need tender, loving care. My particular work will be with a group of persons who Mike wrote about it in the May newsletter. If you still have your May newsletter, you want to go back and look at that. He wrote about all the ways through prayer ministry, through um, prayer request, through being in touch with the staff, praying over uh, those requests that you turn in each week. There's this wonderful group of TLC. Many of them are longtime members of this church, but for various reasons, they cannot be here on Sundays. Lots of reasons that are there. And so this TLC flower and prayer ministry is making sure that what we do in worship we take and we share with them. And one of our participants this week received a thank you from somebody who would love to be here every Sunday, but can't be here. They, it's impossible for them. So we give back with flowers. We have persons who write cards and send them to us. If you would like to be a part of that ministry, I can't think of a better thing for you to do. And Art, I was going to ask if y'all had done a CD yet or... Well, I plant that thought in your mind, <laughs> Jay. <laughs> so that those people who cannot be in worship and don't know how to work the TV part of it, we could give a CD or a DVD to let them hear our sounds and our musics, music in this place. Just a flavor of what we have done, what we are doing to try to be what is called the beloved community to care for each other, even when the going is rough and hard, to care for each other. So our children, Stanley has the children do artwork to pass on to those who would enjoy it. Our adult Sunday school classes are wonderful at checking on those members who need checking on pastoral care, and also about checking on the, their, their past members who, don't, um, who are not able to come. I know that the classes are there because the people tell me when I visit with them that I'm a member of, I was a member of this class and I still hear from them. That's, that's an um, invitation I want to give to the Sunday school classes to look over your files and see if there are people who somehow have dropped through the cracks. Look over the choir and see if there are people who somehow are not in touch anymore and we forget about them and see what you find out and you remember. Just a few thoughts and a few ideas about it. Recently, I found a small box of books outside my office. Upon browsing through them, I realized that there was a central theme to it. They were all about aging, getting older, dementia. I thought, is somebody trying to give me a word about it? 
Then I learned that some other people got some other books left in, probably outside their door. And I realized that Mike is, Mike is um, emptying out his office. And so he had this box of dementia caregiving books that were there, and they were left outside my door. And I love it because we want to offer opportunities to grow in that area and what we're doing. One of them, one particular book, was called No Act of Love is Ever Wasted by Jane uh, Thibault and Richard L. Morgan. Spirituality for caring for persons with dementia and other problems. What a beautiful name of a book. No act of love is ever wasted, is ever wasted, is ever wasted. So with that in mind, I invite you to say with me, the first long phrase of your passage of scripture there. Maybe by the time you, you go home or you come out of the church, you can hold that phrase by memory better than I did a minute ago. So let us say it together as we say it slowly so that we can taste the words and feel them. Let us speak. Beloved, let us love one another because love is from God. That's all far enough. Beloved, let us love one another because love is from God. Beloved, let us love one another for love is from God. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us and I hope that you found this message to be meaningful and life-giving. I look forward to you joining us next time either on our live stream on Sunday mornings here at Bluff Park United Methodist Church. It's at 10 o'clock a.m. Or if you want to join us in person, you're welcome to do so also here at 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings. You can find out more about our church family, who we are, what we do, and how to get involved, as well as more information about our worship services at www.bluffparkumc.org. Hope you have a great week, and we look forward to seeing you next time.